0: Good morning Packers fans, Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Monday, it is the final week of organized team activities there at 1265 Lombardi. The lone day open to the media will be tomorrow on Tuesday, later in the week will be the final OTA practice, and then school's out for summer, that's right, the guys will be on their on their merry way, left to their own devices. And uh, we have a break a little bit from football and football activities. But we never take a break here at Cheesehead TV. We're always devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide, including everybody in the comments section. Good morning. Brandy's here. Dennis is here. Gary is here. Love it. Love to see the regulars chopping it up even before we go live. Uh, Don't ever forget. Don't ever forget. Father's Day is just as important as Mother's Day, and Father's Day is coming up, people. So make sure you get a phenomenal, fantastic, really unique gift for your dad this year, the Packers fan. Get him this old-school Lambeau print, a great classic alternative to the usual photography-based sports posters that get relegated to the basement or man cave. These prints look like art. People love hanging them in a den, a living room, or a professional office because they're old-school and sharp from a design perspective which makes them a really great Father's Day gift for the sports fan dad in your life. Head to ballparkblueprints.com. That's ballparkblueprints.com. I'll throw the link up here in the chat. Here we go. And make sure you use code CHEESEHEAD. Code CHEESEHEAD for 10% off. Do it, people. I got mine. Sitting right over there. It arrived over the weekend. I'm going to take it home, put it up in the apartment. I'm very excited. Soder, good morning. How you doing, man? Hope you had a good weekend. Thanks for the super chat. Mega tweeter and post-Cub reporter Big B may have accidentally defined the 22-23 Packer campaign as the season of the witch. I feel Donovan is underrated, so I'm okay with this. But then again, I don't identify as a jam selector. It's a great track. It's a classic track. Um, And apparently the witch is a misnomer. So, Big B and a little bit of a hot water there. But I like it. I'm down with the season of The Witch. It's a great jam. No doubt about it. I I love everyone remarking the fact that I don't have a hat on. That's correct. There is no hat on today. I I didn't have a hat last week, too. A couple times. Uh, My mother-in-law has been in season as a witch for some time. (laughs) Brandy. I love it i love it so much uh get those likes in yes not enough love for the views thanks alex thanks very much for uh getting it out there yeah hit like what hundreds and hundreds of views 20 some likes something's wrong with this math people come on now can you explain roller rolling over of salary cap space from year to year or is that a myth tim it is not a myth um at the It's actually not even at the end of the year. There's a specified time in the league calendar where uh, unused cap does indeed roll over from uh, one year to the next, where, say, you know, the Packers didn't have much of it last year, but right now they're sitting around. I believe it's 14 million, um, depending on who you follow. But uh, throughout the year, they will undoubtedly use a lot of that for signings, free agents, undrafted guys, blah, blah, blah if they make a trade and have to take on someone's, um, contract, but towards the end of the year, they usually have, like I said, it's been kind of up against it recently. So they haven't had to worry about it, but for the most part, most years they have, you know, an odd four or five, maybe sometimes seven, 8 million that they haven't utilized and that rolls over to the next year. Um, buys you a little space. Uh, traditionally they, that gets eaten up pretty quick, but, uh, it does indeed happen from year to year. Um if time was it used to be the Packers would have quite a bit but in this new era of going quote all in and kind of maximizing their window with Aaron Rodgers there's a lot less of it. Uh <laughs> this is the it's okay. We're going to we're going to stop talking about the witch cuz like I said it has been a misnomer uh thoughts on obi-wan so far robin good question um my issue with all of the disney plus star wars series is that they all kind of feel like they have the production value kind of generally along the lines of like the old school abc movie of the weeks um they're just a notch below cinematic and to me star wars is a cinema experience And so I I find I constantly find myself getting pulled out of the, the narrative of the story of the characters because I'm looking at that aspect of it. And that's not to impugn, you know, the work that Deborah Chow is doing or that any of the people working on the show are doing, because I think they are all doing phenomenal work. And we know they're pushing boundaries with the volume and things like that. But it does. Kind of, like I said, pull me out of it at times. Now, all of that said, they have produce some of the most incredible human moments in this show between usually obi-wan and leia that i have absolutely adored whether it's him talking about her mother uh whether it's her reaching over and taking his hand at the last this last episode um talking about you know the revelation that obi-wan had a brother all of the character stuff i think with this especially obviously ewan mcgregor has been absolutely outstanding and for that alone i'm loving it um, and i will say in this last episode uh, spoilers cover your ears if you haven't heard or watched or whatever the bit where he's holding together the window while the water's about cracking through and the stormtroopers are trying to get through the door that whole sequence oh my that was phenomenal i i i let out a howl i was so excited about it. that was so great jeff what's up man Russ Ball, MVP. How does he figure all this crap out? Makes my head (laughs) hurt. Uh, He is the MVP. It is funny because I was reading uh, Pete's column this morning at the Green Bay Press-Gazette. If you haven't checked it out, be sure you do, talking about Aaron Rodgers and his contract and the money he'd be walking away from if he were to retire at the end of the year. Um, And it it was just funny because Pete was like, you know, at at some point he was like, you know, there's no way he walks away from this. And I was just looking at the way Roger's contract is constructed. He's set to make $59 million next year. Um, and, you know, he's making 40, plus, almost 50 this year. And that's with his, this year, his cap number going down. Russ is the man. And I also read, who was it? Um, Bill Huber had a piece out this morning talking about how the Packers are paying, you know, six, seven guys hovering north of $10 million. Um, it's a really top-heavy roster. But that's you have to pay for good players, etc. Then towards the end, Bill wrote something like, Next year is where it gets messy. And it feels like we've heard next year is where it gets messy for the like like the last two years. And I keep thinking, I think Russ Ball is gonna make sure it doesn't get messy. And yes, there'll be some hard choices that need to be made. I think the biggest one is probably gonna be the release of Aaron Jones, would be my guess. Things of that nature are gonna have to be done, but I think that is probably part of the plan. So it does not get messy, i.e. drafting A.J. Dillon when they did. Almost like they have a plan. But yeah, Russ Ball, definitely an MVP. Uh, oh. Russ Ball is a witch. Now we're talking. <laughs> she turned me into a newt. Where do you think Lazard's ceiling is at, Ceiling is after watch, having watched him for a while now? Zach, I think he can be highly productive. Um, I think he's always going to be limited athletically comparative to number one wide receivers in the league. And that's no knock on Allen. I think he's an amazing uh, talent. I think he's a hard worker. I do think, though, he is a bit limited comparative to guys like Justin Jefferson or, you know, the other megastar, big-time, number one wide receivers in the league, Devontae Adams, et cetera. And that, again, it's not a knock on Allen, but that, you know, that, that ceiling there athletically will most likely kind of not keep him from big-time numbers, but I just think because of that, he won't obviously be given the volume target-wise that Devontae was. No one will. Um, and so you know, I think a lot of fantasy players will be looking for who's going to get the lion's share of these kind of targets and the possible production that comes with them. And I do think Allen's going to get featured. I don't think there's any doubt there, and I know I've hearkened back to it a lot. But that Week Three game against New Orleans is a perfect example. A couple years ago, you know, you see how he can be utilized and how productive he can be. It just sucks he got hurt in that game. But um, we've certainly seen throughout the years when Devontae has missed time that Allen can step up, and now he's got to do it on a consistent basis from week to week. But um, yeah, he's—I don't think he's ever going to crack, you know, your ideal number one, what we think of as a classic flanker, but that doesn't mean he can't be productive. Dustin, what's up, man? Will we lose a chunk of Lazard blocking this year? I don't think so. I think he's, they still run the offense, and he's still going to be required to block. I do not think that goes away. In fact, if anything, and I know, Devontae, I love you, buddy. I love you. I love everything you did for the Packers, but there, there, there are a few times on tape where you can see Devontae not giving it his all in the blocking department and now that is no longer there and probably means alan lazard is on the field more which means you maybe get a few more of those blocks in the running game maybe leading to an explosive run or two as a result i'm just i'm not saying i'm just saying uh, i do think lazard being out there more should help the running game It is not to denigrate anything davante did as a green bay packer because i love the man dearly but he was a little like you know the the, the whole blocking thing was more of a suggestion for Devontae. <sighs> please i hope they don't release jonesy he's my favorite player my favorite packer too old for this i mean there's every possibility that they come up with some kind of contract negotiation slash adjustment to keep him around that's entirely possible but as his contract is situated as we speak I think those con- those conversations are going to have to be had. Uh, Nags, Jones was resigned. Can we expect running backs to get a second contract from now on, or was this an exception? Great question, Brandy. I think if you are an exception, they will make one for you. Um, I do think AJ is an exceptional player and will most likely get a second contract as well. Um, but th- there's no guarantee. Uh, we see Jamal Williams. They moved on from Jamal. You know, they... Thanked him for his services and send him on the way. I do think you've got to be, with apologies to Big B, um, a pretty special player at that position to get a second contract. And I think Aaron Jones clearly is. And I think AJ Dillon is trending that way. Chris, what's up, man? Lazard ceiling was probably around 2016, Tay Adams production wise. Also, we have no worries. Aaron Rodgers' new lady friend cast a spell. Packers three peak coming. This is what I'm talking about, people. Lay off the girlfriend. Aaron Rodgers, date whoever he wants. Here at She TV, long-time policy. We don't talk about the guy's dating life. Just don't do it. Gary, thanks for the super sticker. I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, TKM is here. He's at his post. AJ is retiring in Green Bay. I hope so, Patrick. I would love for him to be a lifelong Packer. That would be great. Does the medical staff look at injuries from the past season, adjust their strength and conditioning to try and eliminate trends. That's a great question. Complicated fella. Um, kind of, yes, they certainly look at everything that transpires throughout a season and then kind of reassess the things they've done that maybe could help either eliminate and, or mitigate some of those circumstances that led to those injuries. We've, you know, we've lived through as Packers fans, those spates of hamstring injuries that seemingly strike, in bunches. And then everyone gets up in arms about they're not doing enough. And the coaching, this conditioning staff should be fired and blah, blah, blah. Where in reality, they go through reams of data. And that's the other thing. These people have more information, you know, health wise on these players than you could ever believe or dream of. Um So, yeah, they, they go and they look at, you know, every aspect of every injury and then look through what they've been asking guys to do training wise. And they, at, at, times they might make a slight adjustment more often than not you know they're they're, they're on the right path but yes 100 they're always looking and brian's talked about this in the personnel side every off season is about taking that deep dive um in fact i was talking to someone here in new york the other day who works for another nfc team and you know he was talking about how he was spending two weeks just uh kind of ta- he's on the football analytics side and he was talking about just like this deep dive for two weeks, just looking at third downs and what they ran and what the results were and what they could have done better, blah, 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 blah. And like, that's going on throughout organizations, you know, like really fine tooth combing as much as you can. And the medical staff is no exception. Uh... So glad you don't get into players' personal life snags. Alan, I mean, look, here, I know, I know there's an audience for it, right? And there's plenty of places you can go on the internet, chat about it, read about it, talk about it, whatever. I've just never done it. I don't care. I love talking to guys in real life, like meeting their significant others or whatever. Like, that's fine. That's cool. But I'm never going to talk about it here. I just don't care. Who covers Jefferson in the first Vikes game? Ooh, Danny. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be a, a game I think Stokes is going to be hyped for, and they probably have to guard against that. But I would suspect it was gonna it's going to kind of depend on what the Vikings come out in personnel wise. If they come out in you know three four wide receivers set, you got to think there's a chance, you know, albeit a you know a decent one that um, I think they have Alexander go wherever the hell Jefferson goes. But if they go like two tight end single back you know wide out split out i think they just play sides probably wherever like alexander on one side most likely stokes on the other um maybe Razul but um but if they go like into a like a big time heavy wide receiver package then i think you'll see jair follow him but you never know it, and that will it's never like a tried and true thing like obviously they'll play zone sometimes they'll they'll mix up the personnel and try to keep Kirk Cousins guessing, but uh, that's how I think the they'll generally attack it. Uh, Ryan, this is uh, it's a lot of letters put together. Do you see the Packers could trade Love for a rookie QB? No, I do not. They'll stick with Jordan Love for now, for this year. Now, could they trade him next offseason? I think that's a very realistic possibility. This offseason? No, not going to happen. Justin, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Random thought, it is the offseason, but I thought J. Rone Elliott was going to be a staple in Green Bay. Missed that guy. Man, J. Rone, it was such a great story. I remember watching his very first practice at training camp, uh, his rookie year when he was an undrafted guy, and I I legit wrote on Cheesehead TV from my camp notes. is was like, they got something here. He flashed early, man. And I'm with you. I was sad to see him go, and I know he really kind of bounced around the league after that. He was in Pittsburgh for a while. Um I think was, was he with the Raiders for a bit? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I really, I really liked him and I understand he's not a, you know, it's not like he was a big sack guy. It was not like he put up tons of numbers, but I liked him as a player and I thought uh, he could, could have continued to help the Packers. Joseph, thanks for the super chat. I so appreciate your steering us away from the temptations of clickbait. I feel like you help Packers fans become smarter. I don't know about all that, Joseph. I mean, you can find videos of me on the internet drinking beer and yelling at the football game. So I don't know if that makes people smarter, but um, thanks. I'll take the compliment. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you to say. Mm -hmm. Patrick, what's up, man? How's Canada? Hope you're doing well. Why are people always trying to trade love? It's all about value, right? Uh, This perception of value driving everything especially when it comes to fandom in the modern era is I've decried it here. I've talked about it on Twitter. I hate the way that kind of the perception of players has morphed over the years to exactly what you're talking about. Like, okay, well, Aaron Rodgers is back. Uh, What can we get for Jordan love? Like that is literally what some fans instantly jump to. It's like, he's still a Packer. He still has value as a backup. You've invested three years in the kid. Like, he's worth so much more to Green Bay at this moment than any other team. It, it's just it baffles me how quickly people, are like, oh, they used a first round pick. They gotta try and get something back. Like, no, he's a good football player. He's developing, he's a young quarterback, still very young quarterback. You keep him on your roster. It just, yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Running out of love puns. Never branding. never. My mental picture of nags will always be him disemboweling Packers man, Braveheart style. (laughs) Yeah, there I go again, making Packers fans smarter as I destroy Packer man. (laughs) Dustin, thanks for the super chat. We'd love to see an Anthony Barr pick IP or pick up. Eh, Doubt it. Very doubtful. I see what you're saying, but I highly doubt it um nags does make us smarter well wild mouse you're very very kind all right everybody i'm gonna have to get going can't thank you enough for hanging out talking packers each and every day monday through friday right here on the cheesehead tv social channels please do me a monster favor hit like on this video subscribe to the channel and then tell your friends tell your family cheesehead tv we are devoted to green bay packers fans worldwide thanks a lot everybody have a great day go pack go